got a beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers and talking rap careers Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music beers Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew, doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check You're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear Welcome to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. I'm your host, Jamie Bennett, also known as Chun J from Royal Ruckus. I'm here with my friend Peter Daly. What's going Hello. on, man? How you doing? Doing pretty well. Welcome to California. Thank you. It's, it's always good to be back in California, man. And this is, uh, this is my home, ultimately. Yeah. This is where I, I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how long you, you, have you lived in California? I've been in... Southern California for about 20 years now. Okay. Originally from Dallas, Texas. Yeah, yeah. With some stops in Denver and okay. Montana along the way. Montana. Very random, yeah. yeah. I, w- I was just in Montana on tour, so I okay. want to come back to where, that, where, where, about? We, we played in Bozeman and okay. Billings. Okay. I lived so, in Billings. Did you really? Years and years ago. Wow. Yeah. But I've, I've toured with Pigeon John in Bozeman and I feel like Missoula. Wow, I feel like yeah, yeah. I saw uh, in uh, in Bozeman the venue we played a few nights prior. Uh, uh, Charlie Tuna had played. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I wish I was the opener for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be but, dope. Yeah, we 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 had a good uh, we had a good crew there, but it was it was not really a hip hop show. It was McGenre, mm-hmm. um, but it, but it was it was pretty cool. So, nice. So uh, you spent a little time up in Montana, but a little bit, yeah. Um, but in back LA, to, yeah. back to California. Sorry. Yeah, been here about twenty years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. So what what brought you out here? Well, um, I guess music, kind of music and family. Okay. I was uh, playing in my brother's hip hop band, um, and we were on tour and uh, out with Pigeon John. Okay. And John was on tour with us. Yeah. And uh, he had just gotten a deal with Quantum Projects. Okay. And the run, I was in my brother's band called Ill Harmonics, and that band was kind of coming to an end. Yeah. And my family had moved um, to California. Okay. My father and mother and uh, my sister. And um, so I'm out on the road with Ill Harmonics, and Pigeon John is opening up, and that was kind of like our last tour. Sure. It was our last tour, Ill Harmonics tour. Okay. So seeing that that was happening, uh, knowing that that was happening, John said, hey, you should come out and play with me. I have a new record, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we, cl- you know, had clicked and we were cool. And so he's obviously based in L.A. and my folks had moved out here. Um, so that basically is kind of what happened. I sure. came out here and then started playing with John and the rest as they say is history that's cool yeah I, I think it's around that time that we met um, yeah you were in was it was it Nashville or? yeah I was I was living uh, in Franklin Tennessee Franklin. which is just south of Nashville <clears throat> yes sir. and um, what 
I remember, I think, from the first time was you guys coming through and needing a place to stay on tour. Oh, yeah. And I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like your brother was not on the tour at that point for some reason. Maybe. I feel like it was you, Plato, Pigeon John, Malachi. and Malachi. Yeah. Those are the... But maybe your brother was there and I just don't remember. Well, that makes sense because there were some dates where he wasn't okay. there. I see. You know, I see. He, would, you know, he has a family and stuff, so yeah, there'd yeah. be times where he wouldn't be... Yeah. Or maybe he just, just was over it and was like, I'm not going to do this show. <laughs> Who knows? We'll save that question for him. For him, yeah. For another time. So so I remember that night was kind of funny. It was like, um, and, and with you being on tour, I mean, you may, I may remember this more vividly than you because it was like a special moment because it kind of interrupted my life in a oh, good way. Okay. Whereas it was just another night for you guys where you needed a place to crash, but... Um, I was living with a family that had a big entertainment I remember system. that. Was it upstairs? It was upstairs. I remember that. Yeah. It was very dark. Do you remember what we watched? No. We watched Kill Bill. Kill Bill. I, I feel like we might have even watched Kill Bill 1 and 2. Wow. Um, and, great, great films. And we, we smoked the hookah and we drank uh, screwdrivers. Wow. And I think it was literally like you guys were coming in town... Uh, I had a place for you to crash, and I was like, we should have drinks. I have orange juice, and I have vodka. Like, it was not like, it, was, it wasn't like you guys called me up and were like, hey, you want to have screwdrivers tonight? Sure. <laughs> you know, <I> was like, <laughs> it was crazy stuff. I hope, I hope I, that I wasn't too smashed. I don't think so. Okay, I mean, good. I think we just had a good time. And, yeah, okay. Uh, it, I was a, an elementary school teacher at the time, Okay. and that was the principal's house. Oh, wow. And so, like, we were drinking screwdrivers with the principal. That's a... That's so, I don't think we got too wild. Okay. Well, you, know, you never know. Christian school principal. Well, even more so. You never, <laughs> even more so, you never, you never know. Wow, that's awesome. You have a great memory. My, I feel like my memory is... I remember random things. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the screwdrivers, that's so, that's so cool. Like, I love hearing <laughs> stuff like that. Like, remember we were here and... Right. You know, this Nos was there, and you went up and shook his hand. I'm like, oh, I don't remember. Like, yeah, this. yeah. And it's kind of funny, too. I think it was like two years later, uh, Plato came back through with Malachi. I think that came during uh, the GMA week, mm. the Christian Music sure. Week. And uh, I wasn't living with the same guy, but we still smoked the hookah again. But I think we drank homebrew that time. Homebrew, so. okay. But, but yeah. So, so, uh, so I guess we've given everybody a little bit of a window into who you are. But what's, what, what's your deal? What's your story? Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm from, like I said, Dallas originally. I grew up a uh, son of a preacher man. My father was a, oh, really? was a minister. Okay. Did uh, gospel music. Okay. Um, was raised in a tour bus. Spent all the wow. my my formidable years as a child in a tour bus. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, started singing when I was, uh, I believe, five or six, real young. Okay. My father was a singer. Yeah, yeah. My mother um, sings, was a singer. Okay. Um, so grew up around singing, yeah. being around music, gospel music. Um, so started singing in front of crowds real, real early on, and then um, throughout the time, my, my father got off the road early '90s yeah. to become a pastor at, at a church. Okay. They quit, quit touring. Yeah. Um, so it was then that I started to kind of my musical journey kind of happened. Sure. Um, 
discovering stuff, discovering yeah. bands, and, and you know, I feel like maybe I was a bit sheltered growing up. Sure. In, you know, gospel music. I mean, how could you not be sheltered in that? What you just described. Is, oh yeah. I mean, you don't even have to try to shelter someone. It's just by nature. I mean, the Ray was the Reagan era. You know, it was very conservative <laughs> era of Christianity. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So yeah, it was uh, an interesting time. But in Denver, sure. we, we we moved to Denver um, in the early '90s for my dad to be a pastor. Okay. So it was there. My mother played piano and taught me a few chords, um, the basics. Yeah. And so I kind of learned it, and then just kind of start picking stuff out. Yeah. Um, playing piano. Okay. And I've always played played drums as well. I've always played the drums yeah. as far as back as, as far back as I can remember. Right. But I, just, I remember in Denver early on, like I want to say like 92, 93, I was picking out piano. And there was a, a blind pianist that played at the music store that I would go to, a Christian music store. Okay. Um, Bible bookstore, if you will. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I worked at one for a couple of years. I, I did too. Uh, oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. I, we're, yeah I, we're part of a special class. We are. We're, we're like in a fraternity here. <laughs> but yeah, he would play, and, and coincidentally enough, I, you know, I played with Pitt and John, toured with him for like the last 15 years. Yeah. And I remember going into the Bible bookstore and buying like Sanctifunctify. Romance movies like this beat really moves me to compel and tell my animal thoughts. Of the other half and a paragraph consisting of eight lines, which isn't very much time to speak. So I pick up pretty plumrose beauty, stepping sensuously, finessing all the rest of that female mess. So I'll end off with the philosophy I'm using. I can't live without them, but at times most confused. Respect them. Trying to stay focused. But man, this woman around like a patch of locust. Over there, now here yonder. Hang, check the chicken, the booming fly Honda. Oh, some yeah, of those yeah, yeah. Uh, early Christian hip hop samplers that pretty yeah. much projects were on. Yeah. Dynamic Twins. and uh, Anyways, it's funny how years later I would end up yeah. playing with John living in California and all that. But yeah, and so, some listeners may not. Uh, know that part they might know who Pigeon John is but, yeah, but may not, not know, know about like Rayhawks projects yeah. and the early and like Pigeon John had all kinds of features oh, on yeah. other artists like mm -hmm. it's the funny thing is like I felt like I was a Pigeon John and Brainwash Projects fan before Pigeon John and Brainwash Projects ever had anything out sure and I'd never even seen him live oh yeah you know yeah but that was possible to do back then oh well yeah well he of course the infamous LA Symphony that he was yeah. was, was in with yeah. Flynn and Cookbook and all those guys but yeah so interesting that you know yeah. how the world works and life right. works but anyway That's back fun. to the, the pianist it was a blind yeah. pianist that would play okay Brian Earhart was his name okay and I don't know if he was uh uh, akin to uh, Amelia Earhart or related, <laughs> but he was Earhart. Right, right. And he was great. He would play uh, the piano and sing. And uh, he was there often, and I remember I'd kind of chat with him and whatever. Sure. So one day I asked my, my father, hey, can, if we'll give lessons, can, you know, if we can afford it, can, can, he, can I ask him? You know, and he's like, sure. Yeah. So I just talked to him one day. He was like, "Yeah, you know, sure, I'll give you lessons." So I would go to, to his house once a week, and I think it was like twenty-five bucks a week for a lesson. I mean, it was yeah cheap. Yeah. And he uh, basically taught me everything he knew. You know, like he he knew what the chords were. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, he didn't write them out because he was blind. Yeah. If he did, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Not only did I learn from a blind pianist, but he wrote it all out. And it was perfect. 
Uh, but no, he taught me everything, you know, like all the wow. chords, and he knew what they yeah. are, you know, what they were. He taught he taught me to play by ear. Okay. I already had had I feel like that uh, in me sure. before, but he kind of pulled it out. Yeah. And would teach me how to like basically listen to a song and then be able to play it. So like, how, how do you teach that? Though? I well, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I guess yeah. it's just like, um, you know, he would. Well, maybe because his, the senses were heightened, yeah. you know, because yeah. he was blind. But he had a great ear. Um, yeah. And I could, he would say, sing something. And it's, you know, let it be, let it be. And he'd just get right into it. And he wow. just knew the key, the key. There was no him, you know, he just knew it. Wow. He was, he, that, he was so good at that. So he was like, you know, you should, you can do that too. You know, you can. Yeah. So he kind of showed me little ways to pick out stuff and hear yeah. chords and I mean now if you were to sing that I, I you know I might say well that's C sharp may or whatever I I haven't practiced that ability sure but if I were to if we were to play a song then I went to the piano give me like a few seconds and I can start playing and tuning out that's so it's, amazing. A, it's, it's a really weird thing so, and so I, I, years later as I got into music professionally and was doing it I was always kind of you know, I never learned music traditionally, you know, yeah. like I played by ear, everything is by heart and soul, not the yeah, traditional yeah. way. And it was later when I found out bands and artists I really look up to, Paul McCartney and people like that, none of them played new, new, uh, how to read music. Yeah. They all played by ear yeah. um, and, continue, and continue to do, you know, so yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting. So that's where it started. And during that time, my brother, who I was, ended up being in the harmonics with, showed me a track called Quest. Yeah. You know the movie Almost Famous? Yeah. There's a scene where Zoe Deschanel gives her younger brother a stack of records and it's like, listen, I'm leaving, but these, this is like gold. You listen yeah. to this. Yeah. I kind of had that moment, you know. Wow. So all the hip-hop stuff and then, of course, got the Beatles and uh, the Stones and Billy Pre I mean, you name it, David Bowie yeah. and yeah. Peter Gabriel and just all of it, you know. It was like a huge, like, I, I feel like I went to school. Yeah. You know, I just spent hours and hours and hours listening to music and playing along and, you know, right. just trying, like digesting before the internet and Google and yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. So that's kind of where the, yeah. my music started. And then after that, uh, like I said, played with the harmonics, yeah. ended up playing with Pigeon John, yeah. played with him. I still play with him um, since 2005. Wow. And through that, um, discovered my love for writing songs. Yeah. And so I've done some records. I had a band a few years back, um, and we put some put some stuff out. Um, so singer songwriter, you know, doing all that. I've recorded yeah. some stuff, released some things. I'm working on a new record now, um, sometime next year to come out. That's so awesome. and obviously producing and working on people's projects, Pigeon John and Flynn and yeah, uh, you're, you're still doing stuff with them. Yeah, so work with them and just all different kinds of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you? Um, did, did you work on some of the root beer stuff? Or? I did, the first root beer. That's the first root beer. Yeah. The, my, <laughs> the song I played on it was a song called uh, Feel So Good. Yeah, yeah. I played all the keys. Dude, that's, that's my favorite root beer song. Oh, it's great. I you, love you, you played the keys oh, on yeah, that? I played oh, keys on that. But there's another that one. That makes on me it. love that song even more. Da -da -da -da.
simple love song. And uh, the lyrics were coming to me so easily. And then I realized I basically was stealing lines from Pigeon John so good. Really? And I didn't, wasn't trying you to. You should have just kept stealing them, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> He'll never know. Right, right, exactly. Well, that, that's awesome, man. How, um, do you have any idea, like, how many tours you've been on over the years? Have you ever stopped to try oh, to think through that? Man, that's a good question. Um, no, I haven't, but I've probably been on, I mean, I, can't, I don't know, yeah, a lot. I can't, can't even, Yeah. probably, I mean, I don't even know. Okay. Uh, it'd be, I have a bad enough memory anyway, <laughs> but I've been touring with John since, like I said, since 2005, okay. and we're in 2018, yeah. you know, so, yeah. but a lot, I travel all, all around the world. So, yeah, so. you, we were talking earlier, uh, before the tape was rolling, so to speak, about um, some of your experiences in Germany mm-hmm. and uh, in France. And like, oh, yeah. What, what was a, I don't know, good question might be, what was your favorite country to play in? Um, I, I would say France. Really? John um, has a big following in, in Europe, and especially in France. Yeah. And uh, so we've spent... Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, he, uh, so we spent a lot of time there. A lot of time yeah. in France, a lot of time in Paris. Yeah. Met a lot of good people, met, made some really good friends there through the years. That's cool. So Paris has kind of become like a second home kind of. Whenever I go there, I don't really feel like a tourist. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, I stay with my friends. We're sure. in the neighborhood. And, you know, you know. So That's I'd say fun. France. I mean, Germany's great, you know, like. Yeah. Beautiful, you know, uh, Switzerland. It's a, well, Europe is just beautiful. Yeah, I love yeah. I love Europe, but France. I just there's something about you know the the culture and, and just, yeah. they're just they're just kind of cool. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. There's just something cool about smoking a cigarette and drinking some coffee, <laughs> listening to rock and roll in France. It's just it's it feels yeah. like I don't know maybe it feels like the to me it kind of feels like the uh, the '60s when I'm there. Sure. Like there's just maybe it's because I'm on tour I'm doing music but there's just this free. Yeah non-commercialism kind of feeling there yeah. where art's really art is really respected people come to shows people buy merch people listen to the radio wow. you know it's a lot different than uh, America yeah so so what you're saying is all artists should go to Europe yeah and you know the, the weird the weird thing and like with playing with John I'll, I'll say this yeah. real quick when, when he uh, when we started going to Europe I don't, you know, he he's has like I said, he has a big following there, but yeah. we don't know that. You know? Right, right. Like you know, you get you have managers and labels, and people say, okay, well, the music's doing good, so we're gonna send you guys to Europe, and you're gonna be there for you know a couple months on tour. I'm like, oh, great, cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know, we go out there, and the shows are you know, there's lots of people. Yeah. You know, and every show is sold out, and it's like yeah. a different. Let's just like you know, I remember me and John. You know, playing real big venues, you know, and we'd, yeah. we'd be walking through, and I remember John, right before, it, oh, it was a good time where before almost every show, uh, you know, they'd come get us in the dressing room and be like, all right, guys, five minutes, you know, until we go on, and then walk us down, and I remember John leaning over uh, to me and going, Matt, I hope there's people here tonight. Because, <laughs> you know, you get used to playing good shows and bad shows, and yeah. America can yeah. be a, kind of a tough place to play. Right. You know, like sometimes you show up and there's five people at a yeah. show or there's yeah. whatever. 
So just that remnant of coming from that world, then you go out there and there's like 5,000 people and you're like, wow, right. are they here to see us? Who's playing? And it's like, well, we're <laughs> playing, you know? So it's kind of a, you know, That's interesting thing because you're over here and you don't know how things are going. You're not yeah, looking at sales yeah. really, you know, or yeah. whatever, or how popular things are. You just go over there because you want to play music and it's, yeah. someone's paying for you to go, you know? So it's a very interesting thing, you know, it's incredible. going out there. It's great though. So I love, I love it out there. Do, um, do you feel like when, um, I don't know, do, how, how does it feel coming back from something like that? When you get off tour, you go from that to basically the everyday life back home. What's that transition like for you? Um, it's It can be interesting. I miss, when I'm on tour, I'm dying to get home. And when yeah. I'm when I'm home, I'm dying to be on the road. I'm dying to be on the road. Right. So it's a, it's that. it's a you know it's a kind of a weird thing, and especially living in a city like L.A. I love and and hate L.A. equally. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people. There's yeah. pros and cons. You know? Yeah. And uh, I haven't really toured much the last year, year and a half, okay. couple of years. Um. So I've been in town more than what I would normally be. Yeah. Um, you know. So it's like, okay, I've been in LA for about two years now. Okay, it's it's a bit much. Sure. I'm ready to, 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 to kind of get out. So, but to your to your question, it, it you know it depends when you're out, and you know because you you've gone on tour. Yeah. When you're out for a real long time, and you're away from home for months. Yeah. You know, you're really doing really long tours. It's like you come back and you just want to sleep and just yeah. veg, yeah. you know. But yeah. like coming back from Europe, um, I feel like every time we've come back. Uh, I can't speak for John. I'll speak just sure, for myself. Sure. But I know every time I come back, I'm way so inspired. Yeah. You know because there, you just there's a creative vibe, you know, yeah. over there. Yeah. And you kind of and being an artist, you feed off of energy and yeah and and stuff. And so it's like you know you're a you're you're there and you're playing big shows and yeah the people are really cool and there's great experiences. Um, and new things happening there, and you know, all kinds of cool creative stuff. So coming back, it's like, kind of like a, my tank's full. Yeah. You know, yeah, versus yeah. going and playing a real crappy tour, and you come home and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go get a job at Foot Locker, or you know, whatever. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or Cinnabon, yeah. or what, whatever. Yeah. But the, coming back from those tours, it's like I've never come back from those tours and been like, oh man, right. I should get a job at Home Depot. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's yeah. it's so inspiring. Right, so I could totally see that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I just got back on a tour that I enjoy it very much, but it it was a lot of miles mm. and uh, in a lot in a short amount of time, mm. and so that, it was the one where I went to Montana. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, from North Florida, I live in South Florida. Oh, yeah. but the tour started in North Florida, went all the way to Montana and back. Oh, God and, bless. Uh, the the second to last date was Montana. And the last date was uh, like basically Tennessee Georgia line. Okay. Um, that's a lot of miles to cover with that show in between. And for the first few days after the tour, I found myself thinking and saying, "I'm never going to go on tour again." <laughs> and, and then, like as huh. as like I started getting more rest. Yeah. I started like remembering all the things I liked that was on the tour, and I was like, you know what? I'll definitely go on tour again. I'll just plan a little better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I've had that too. I can relate to that. Because yeah. not every tour is, is the same. Yeah. 
you know, some tours yeah. are are good. Sometimes things happen on tour, you know, cars breaking down, things oh, yeah. that necessarily don't have nothing to do with the shows themselves. Absolutely. That, you know, you could have a great run of shows, but stuff happening, yeah. and you get back and you're like, I will never <laughs> go back and do that again. Yeah. So I, I can relate. I've, yeah. I've been there. Like, I totally... Totally. Take, take take me into uh, your own music that you make. Tell tell uh, tell me a little bit about what you're trying to do. And okay, well, I uh, I love music. I love pop music. Um, I love uh, big big Beatles fan, McCartney and uh, Billy Preston, David Bowie. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, being a singer growing up in a singing household, I've always just been singing. Sure. Yeah. And so when I first got into writing, I, I listened to a bunch of stuff. I love you know Radiohead and Brit Rock and all that. Yeah. And I feel like I early on when I started writing, I was listening to a lot of Brit Rock, Coldplay, early, you know the early Coldplay, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Elbow and Travis and all that. And everything I wrote sounded kind of like that. That was kind yeah. of you know because that was a big influence. But I loved R and B and soul and. All those things too, yeah. um, but I always like, well, it's, you know, I'm like it's it's cool to be in rock and roll, you know. Yeah. But yeah. really, it's all rock and roll, really. Yeah. You know, it's all one big thing. So I really, when I uh, embraced, you know, I would write, I would you know, go into writing something soulful and be like, ah, I, I can't, I can't do that. I'll yeah. Put that away. Okay. But when I finally embraced it and said, you know what, I'm just gonna write, and whatever comes out comes out, and that's what it's meant to be it'll flush itself out. And that's yeah. kind of feel like when I found myself as an artist and knew who I was as an artist, you know, like that when I accepted, I'm just going to write and whatever comes out, it, that's what it is. I'm not going to pigeonhole, you know, think too much. I feel like sometimes people think a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, their head gets in the way. you got to let your heart lead a little bit more. So that's kind of what I did. So I played piano. Okay. Um, and uh, I feel like I make a, a, a type of, I don't know, I'm influenced by the, the old school pop stuff. Okay. So I feel like it's a bit of, of that, but, but modern, mixed okay. with, with, with modern. Well, I think it would be, uh, it'd be cool to feature a song. Sure. Uh, do you have something in mind we could put on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this song we're going to play, it's called Dead Man. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's uh, just, it's basically kind of wrote it about uh, the everyday grind that the, the every person goes through, going to work, getting a nine to five, trying to make it. Uh, it's kind of a thing, uh, kind of like a, a message to people. You don't have to, you can break out yeah. of the monotony. You don't have to, you can go, go against the grain. You know, yeah. you're not a robot. Uh, you can be free kind of yeah. thing. So like okay. wake up dead man kind of thing. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, and, and this is one of your songs. Yeah, under wrote, Peter Daly. Under Peter Daly wrote and played. And what what album is it? Uh, just a self titled record. Okay. I released this uh, last year, um, so it's an older tune to me. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a new record and all that stuff. Will, will come out. But yeah, this is the most recent uh, song. Dead. It's a fast ride to the very end. Do it all again You could read the paper Any time of day And see the last guy Who tried to make it happen 
Song. We should have listened to it. You just you yeah. could have been like, "Well, there it is." Because then we could we could and be like, "Man, that shit sucks." <laughs> you, you should you should get a job at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, so he, uh, here's another song. If you would like to hear it, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's talk some more. Uh, your song. Yeah, let's hear another song. What, what else do you want? This song is called Without You. Okay. 
Okay. Also released last last year. Yeah. Um, kind of a uh, heartbreak type song. Yeah. I my had, favorite. Oh, story of my life, you know. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I was living in Florida. Okay. I lived there for a bit. I um, I think did, we missed that did in the you, intro. Did you know that? I don't think so. Well, it wasn't. It was like a brief stop between. Okay. Uh, maybe about eight months. Okay. In Orlando. All right. Um, when Flynn was living there. All right. Okay. Working I'm, working for Relevant back in the day. Yeah. So all, looked, all this puts it in, in my head. I I know what time frames you're talking about. Yeah. So. Uh, so so yeah. So he he was living there. And I moved out there and was doing some stuff there. Um, and so I, I was dating a girl that lived that lived okay. there um, and had fallen head over heels. It ended up not working out, and yeah. uh, she. Uh, I remember going into Starbucks with Flynn, and she was there with a with another guy. Ah, uh, that's always like, fun. Ah, oh, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're 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 a winner. So uh, so I was really distraught, and so I wrote this song. Uh, oh man, about that situation. What, what, how do you uh, before we go into this? Sure. Um, how do you navigate that when you do songwriting between like very specific experiences, but then also uh, writing for your audience. Xanax. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, well, you know, it's funny. I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've always heard that the good music people can relate to, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, whoever, Beatles or whoever, Michael Jackson, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like heartbreak is so everyone experiences it on some level right. unless you're a robot right. right and we live in that time now yeah. but uh yeah i feel like with, with that song i i wrote it years ago it's an older song yeah but i feel like when i when i wrote it it i it really i just wrote it to deal yeah to deal with yeah. with i wasn't thinking uh well maybe you know because at that time i hadn't put out a record a peter daly record oh. i was just writing and trying right. to come up with stuff, you know. And so I just remember coming home and being like, ah, oh, and just feeling really distraught and being far, you know, opposite coast from family. And sure. You know, here I am in this barren wasteland called Orlando. And it's like <laughs> this, my heart's broken, you know. And so I just was like, I just got to get it out. Yeah. And so it came out. And I feel like it's one of, it's one of my favorite songs that I've written. A lot of people like it. And so, so I, whenever I hear those old songs like that that are older, I try to keep that in my mind as I write. Because, you know, when you start doing music and you're yeah. writing songs and it becomes like a career, you know, there's, you, you're in the business, you know, you start to maybe think sometimes, well, what's the demographic or who is this going to sure. reach, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that can be a killer sometimes yeah. in a bad way. Not like killer, killer yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, like yeah, killer yeah. bad. So I tried to, to go back there and not just think. Because I feel like some of my best songs are songs I just, ah, oh, man, I just got to get this up for me. Yeah. You know, so, I, you know, I don't walk on to the 405, you know. Right, right. Looking like uh, Tom Hanks and the Burbs, you know. Like, so. <laughs> so it was more, more, more for that, you know. Like, yeah. And it just happened to work out that, you know, yeah. people liked it and could relate to being heartbroken. Well, it's, it's amazing because it's, it's like personal therapy in a sense, but then people connect with it in their own way. And they might even, they hear their own situations 
Yeah. They don't hear yours. They hear theirs. Yeah. Even if you're very particular. Sure. You know, and like I, I think of some of the classic, uh, you know, '80s love songs and stuff, and uh, man, some of those are very, very particular. But everybody loves it, and they've got a Jesse's girl that they know, or, or what, or whatever the song may be. Sure. You yeah. know, whether whether you're talking positive uh, or or a positive experience of love or a negative experience of love, uh, or even like, you know, we've brought. A little bit, you know, we've dabbled a little bit in uh, dealing with big issues of death and stuff yeah. like that, and like, um, it's it's amazing what touches people. I guess I should, or what connects with people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Uh, and I'll just touch on this real yeah. quick. I'm writing a whole. I've written twenty songs, and okay. I'm gonna whittle them down to ten songs for a record. But I, my father, he passed away five years ago. Yeah. And uh, before he died. Uh, all of us in the family got to spend some time with him and have a conversation with him before he died. And, uh, you know, he told me, you know, him and I talked, and he was like, you know, he gave me all these really great encouragement things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, but, you know, your story isn't over yet. Just because I'm, I'm getting yeah. ready to, to die doesn't mean that the book is closed. Yeah. Your, yeah. your history is still being written, so don't, you know. So little yeah. things like that. And so... I was in Denver. I go a lot to Denver. One of my best friends named Spencer lives in, a really great producer lives in Denver. And I was there last year. Okay. And I just remembered this last conversation I had with, with my dad. And so I just wrote, wrote this little tune. Yeah. And it's not even super, I mean, it's specific to me. Yeah. But like, I'll show it to the different people. I'm like, oh man, I can really, I get, yeah, get yeah. that. I'm like, oh, that's, you know. But I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's, to me, it's not general. Yeah. But to them, they can hear it and go, "Oh, yeah, I, man, I get that. You know, I lost right. whatever. You know." So right. it's interesting. Yeah. How that happens, you know. Yeah, I love, I love that. So. All right, let's let's play the song. What, what was the title? So this song is called "Without You." Without you. That's right. Said I'm moving on 
PK or whatever. And how has that like affected your life all these years later? Does it? Well, how 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 long is this podcast? <laughs> Do we, you know, can we call a therapist and and maybe the Pope to come and mediate? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. I um, <clears throat> I grew up, you know, kind of pretty strict Christian. Home. Yeah. And um, I'm, you know, I, I didn't grow up like a normal kid. I was homeschooled. I knew music. I uh, spent lots of time in Nashville. I knew the stage and performance and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, I remember being a kid and trick-or-treating at, at campgrounds okay. because we'd be on tour in the bus. Wow. You know, like, yeah. that, that was normal to me. You know? Yeah. And so um, it wasn't so I got older and started to integrate into the system of being around other kids and other people yeah. that it was like, it was weird. I always felt kind of awkward. Like okay. at school, everyone was interested in sports and their jocks and yeah bro and all that kind of, which yeah. is great but I was just I cared more about music and sure. colors and art and stuff like that so I felt like I really didn't fit in and then just being you know growing up in the church and during that time you know uh, it was you know went through a phase where it was wrong to don't I couldn't go to movies wasn't allowed oh. to go to movies or wasn't yeah. allowed to listen to secular music right um and things like that. And so, for me, I guess, uh, I had s some really good music that helped me through a bit. Like, I really loved DC Talk growing up. Yeah, yeah. I was a real big fan. And, That's great. Uh, always was always a real big Kevin Max fan, you know. Okay. And then later became friends with him. He's one of, one of my good buddies. Oh, nice. And so it's interesting, again, how yeah. like, the world kind of turns, but... I think that, I served him coffee at Starbucks. Yeah? When I was a barista, but I think that's my only Kevin Mack story. <laughs> oh, well, I, <laughs> well, I, I did go on tour with Tate. Okay. But, I don't really uh, hate that guy. Do you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, I've never <laughs> met him. I don't remember. But no, so I, so yeah, yeah, so I, you know, I feel like I grew up really strict. And, and um, when I started, you know, I feel like uh, growing up, my, my family, the family business was church. Sure. Um, yeah, and yeah. My my grandfather, uh, Pete, was a minister. My father was a minister. So there was like an automatic "you're going to be a minister too" kind of thing. Right. Right. And you know, I didn't want to, want to be. And didn't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one. I mean, I feel like maybe we all are kind of ministers to an extent. You know, all sure. of these people to to be a good a light to everyone. You know. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be in the facet of a church or whatever, however you want to look at that. You know, right. We're all, I feel like we're all supposed to be ministers on some, in right. some, on some extent, you know, to some extent. So growing up, it was very sheltered. And I, 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 when I started to kind of break out of, of that, and when I, when I started, when I hit the road, um, when I got to the point where you're doing, you know, I'm doing music, I really, really got real wild. Yeah. You know, drugs and okay. sex, drugs and rock and roll, the whole thing. I mean, I embraced it um, full on, head on. Yeah, I was to say, head on cliche. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, literally, you know, the whole thing. I just yeah. embraced yeah. it, you know. Um, and really was bitter about church okay. for a real long time. My, my father was a pastor, Re really, you know, really great dude. A great, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, 
And it wasn't until later in life, uh, probably like the last 10 years, that you know, I softened a bit. I was really bitter towards church and just okay. God and the thought of it. Yeah. And it's easy when you're in America and you're told to, this is how things are. This is the right religion. These yeah. religions are wrong. And, to, and then you go overseas and you spend time with Moroccan people and just whatever. Sure. You know, you're in different scenarios and it's like there's a whole other world out there. Yeah. And peop, there's good people everywhere. And, and yeah. so it's like I, I just had a hard time dealing with what I've kind of been taught. And I'm not trying to throw any family in the bus, but you know, yeah. that era of time was a very conservative, strict kind of time. And I feel like. Yeah. You know, it was, it was easier to say, it's wrong to drink and smoke, yeah. rather than say, have some discipline sure. and moderation, Yeah. because, you know, people are weak and can and have problems, and that's true. Yeah. But, nonetheless, I feel like, you know, I just had all these issues with God and church and my family, and then I just, I don't know, I, I got to a point where I stopped being bitter, you know. I just was like, you know, who am I to to judge people and and you know yeah. think negatively about about people because they, you know whatever. So it you know had kind of a kind of a turn turning around of and maybe it's maturity you know like sure. when, you know getting out of my twenties and going through all that you know maybe thinking I would find validation or or a purpose. In, yeah. in in that lifestyle, right, um, right, right, you know that I, a lot of people in music, I'm sure, have gone through. You know, they they go through at some point. Yeah, and uh, even you know through now, you know, there's lingering things. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, I yeah, I have my uh, my issues, but I feel like that it's I really am trying to uh, just be a, a better version of myself. I think every sure. day, try to grow. So, yeah. it, all that to say, it was an interesting thing yeah. uh, growing up as a PK. You know, right. I really hated church and God for for a while there. Yeah. You know. So, do, do you feel like you've kind of um, come to peace with some of that stuff? Yeah, I feel. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, when 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 my father died, he. Uh, well, what, what I was going to say, it kind of oh, got okay. off topic. Yeah. You know, my father was a great dude, and you know, pastored in different denominations. I mean, he never was really taken care of. He started getting bad health. There wasn't health insurance plans. Oh, there was no, it was like, we'll trust in God, you know, God will yeah. kind of thing. You know, so I was always bitter towards the church. Like, you know, here this guy breaks his back to help people. Yeah. And if someone's killed in the middle of the night or someone's sick, he's, he's going to the hospital. He's going there. Yeah. And yeah. what 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 does he have? You know, now he's he's getting sick, and what like what, you know? Yeah. So and yeah. not that that's anyone's fault, sure. Specifically, you know, like you can think of all kinds of remedies to remedy the situation. But just right. at that point, my bitterness right. towards church, like, oh yeah, God, this is what he gets. Right. You're gonna let him get right. sick. You know, this dude's the nicest dude. Well, you know, yeah. give it to me. I get it. If I were to get it, I'd be like, okay, well, I deserve it. I'm kind of an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but this dude's, you know, great yeah. dude. And this is what he gets. He right. spent his whole right. life helping people. And, yeah. You know, so it was a thing. But coming around when my father was 
uh, right before he died, you know, he told me different things like, you know, your story isn't over. But he also said, look, don't, don't uh, uh, hold a grudge against the church. Um, he's like, um, the church isn't, the people in the church aren't God. Yeah, yeah. They're not the final authority. Yeah. And people are always going to let you down. Yeah. Uh, but God won't. So don't put your hope in people, necessarily. Yeah. Right. Put your hope in God. Your faith, if you have your faith, should revolve around God, not what, sure. how people, don't let people's actions dictate. Yeah. yeah. And so that really kind of struck a chord with me, you know. It's like, uh, so that helped yeah. a lot to deal. My perspective shifted a bit. Yeah, yeah. At that point. And from, from there on. No, that, that, I mean, that makes a that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's something that's hard for people to grasp. Uh, no matter how deeply their faith may be in whatever their religion, religion or tradition yeah, sure. is, yeah. Uh, when you've been burned by the people that also profess that same belief, it's very difficult yeah. um, to separate those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I don't want to get into all of that, but you just look even at like the Catholic Church crisis and the stuff coming out there. Like, yeah, I totally get how that would shake someone's faith. Oh, yeah. Uh, particularly when you look at how deeply it was covered up by people who should have been protective yeah. of innocent people, you know? And, oh, yeah. And so, like, it's very easy to see the structure and the people as equal to the whole package, you know, yeah. as part well, of the whole God. Well, it gives, you know, whether it's whatever religion or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it gives just faith a bad name. Yeah, it gives yeah. you know the 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 bigger picture. The p- bigger picture really isn't looked at. You're li- you know you're yeah. attributing God, religion, whatever to yeah. that specific yeah. person, yeah. or you know that sect of yeah. the church. You know, yeah. so it's it's easy to you know be disenfranchised by oh, by that. I mean, you know, but the, you know the reality is too though. At the end of the day, like. Every religion and every non-religion has awful proponents. Yeah, okay. you know, and and so a lot of times some of these issues I think are just people problems, you know. Yeah, and, and it it just gets tied up with whatever yeah. the rest of the package is there, and it's it's kind of hard to sort out. Well, and you know, it, uh, one other little thing my my father told me he was like, look, you know, you're he's super supportive of my art and. It was a great encouragement. Awesome. I, I miss I miss that. Yeah, and he would say, uh, "Don't get in the way." All the music you're doing, you're doing big things. And at that time, it had a deal and lots of money and all kind of cool stuff. And he, and yeah. he was like, "Look, your things are going good, but don't get in the way. When you get in the way, things can go haywire." Yeah, you know, don't let don't make everything be about you. You know, and in his case, he was coming from a Christian perspective. Sure. It's like you know, sure. Give God space to work in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't don't get in the way. When you get in the way, things it becomes about you. Yeah. What why you're writing and what you do matters. So don't get in the way of the message, whatever your what your message is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a, the case too in these churches and situations. People get in the way. Power. Sure. Power is a is can be a weird thing. Yeah. You know. People get power and abuse it, and look, ultimately hurts yeah. the cause, the greater cause of what the church should be. Yeah, yeah. You know? in, in, in my own uh, 
faith tradition, at some point I converted to the Eastern Orthodox Christianity. Right. And uh, right now we've got a big hubbub. You know, it it's these leaders that are fighting with each other over stuff that's not unimportant, but the way it's being handled is way out of proportion. I'm very frustrated with our leaders right now because mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. That's not what it's supposed to be about. Yeah. And the on-the-ground reality, it, it's hurting real people. Well, I want to, I wanna, on that bummer note... Yeah. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you, so you, you also had something you wanted to talk about, and that, that was uh, a very difficult thing that, that unexpectedly happened to oh, yeah, you yeah. Uh, not too long back. Yeah, about a year ago. Hey, Lobo, not you shipwreck. Hey, Lobo, not you shipwreck. Hey, Lobo, I'm walking in the club like, um, excuse me, not you shipwreck. Hey, Lobo, not you shipwreck. Hey, Lobo, not you shipwreck. Hey, Lobo, I'm walking in the club like, not you shipwreck. Had to have my right hip replaced. Had to really learn. How, yeah, remember the hip yeah, part. Had to learn how to how to how to walk again, kind of. Jeez. You know. And so uh, it's been a challenging year. I kind of it's for people that are close to me and know me. Um, it's it's been it's not been the easiest. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. tough. And uh, but I feel like I'm 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 hopeful and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm getting back to kind of where I was. Yeah. You know, at the time of the accident, I had a studio space and lots of gigs and things really clicking. You yeah. Know, lots of good things happening. Yeah. Then the car accident happens and, you know, it's like you're kind of hopeless. You yeah. Know, like you can't, you know, walk yeah. for, you know, however long. You've got to get bedridden, you know. It's like a sure. really mental blow. I mean, there was a time when I was in that rehab stage, rehabbing my body, that I would just sit and think, man, will I ever write a song or do anything creative again? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in a room, you know, in a bed, watching yeah. TV for the next however many months, yeah. getting up walking for trying to or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, so to be back now where I'm at and writing songs and walking and feeling healthier, yeah. um, it's a it's a huge blessing. So yeah, it was it was yeah. tough, you know. It's a, it's a tough thing when you. I had never been in, in, in an accident, like yeah. I mean, fender benders, but nothing sure. serious yeah. where, yeah. you know, things are broken to that, right. you know, extent. So it's been it's been a challenging year to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Um, and you know, at times it's like, uh, you know, I'm an artist, and and sometimes artists can tend to be. Uh, moody and weird and yeah. you know um, kind of abstract and kind of kind of nuts really yeah, if you think yeah. about it you know yeah. and um, so for me you know it's it's like a war of the mind you know okay. coming back from that like even sometimes you know I thought man and when the accident happened my car was parked on the side of the highway my car had cut me off and I had an electric car and my car went back on the freeway there was no traffic, but my car came to a stop. 
and that's all I remembered. The car hit me from behind doing 85 miles an hour. As I just sat there. Cow. So I woke up in the hospital with all the stuff on. I'm like, hey, what's what's going on, guys? You know, they're like, well, wow. you were in a car accident. I'm like, what? Like, you know, like, yeah. it's so weird. And so sometimes, you know, in bits of depression, you know, that I deal with. Sure. You know, I think, God, I just wish, you know, maybe just it just would have just yeah. ended, you know. Right. Like, less for me to worry about right. uh, now. Less yeah. for me to deal with, you know. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like uh, fighting against all the emotion, you yeah. know, that comes with dealing with that. And then my father not being there. And, right. You know, like, just life stuff, you know. Yeah. That yeah. really isn't, it's really not that big of a deal but you know when you've there's all kinds of calamity and chaos right it's some it's you know it's hard to be like well i'm gonna get up and do this and I'm, you know what i mean like it, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a you know it's a unique situation yeah. so you know it's, it's it's there's been some tough times for sure you know yeah but you know i feel like i do feel like there's a, a, a plan and purpose and you know here i am and talking to you, and, yeah, you know, like there must be some something for me to do. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, is is that the sort of that kind of thinking? Is that what you feel like got you got you through, so to speak? I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it, right? But like, I, what sustained you through that time? What got you through those deep moments of depression and brought you back? Uh, well, I may not be fully back, but sure, uh, but. Um, I don't know. I guess just music, listening to music, you know, okay. certain certain uh, certain records and certain albums, um, certain people in my life. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's it's you know uh, it's hard to explain. It's still kind of fresh. Right. right. You know. Yeah. Like it's not I'm, a lot not, of time. I'm not fully. Uh, I've, I can't fully explain really. You know yeah. all of it. But, you know, after the accident happened and I started walking again, uh, you know, Pigeon John was, was there at the hospital and came and saw wow. me. It was a big sport. And as I started getting better, I, you know, he would hit me up all the time. Like, hey, you know, like, uh, That's awesome. how you doing? Are you good enough to play a show? We're going to uh, play in a festival. I want you to play it, you know. So having people yeah. like him and, and others and in my life as encouragement yeah. um, was, was, was big. You know, my brother, yeah. you know, my sister uh, kind of helped take care of me. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, it's, in, just, it's just the war of the mind, you know. Sure. Because you think, well, man, all this stuff was going on, and now it's not going on, you know, with music and projects and yeah. stuff, yeah. Like working back into that flow. Yeah. It's like, do I have the, even the energy? Do yeah. I have the, the capacity to yeah. get back in that again? You know, maybe right. I'm just too tired. Like, you, know, you still kind of beat whipped by life. Yeah. But I feel better now than I did. You know, yeah. like I, I'm inspired again to write. Yeah. I've been writing a lot, and so awesome. that be, that happening makes me know that I'm I'm back on the road. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, but I'll say the what I'm writing is is different than, than what, what I've written before. For sure. Okay, and may and most likely maybe maybe it'll be a phase. 
you know, once sure. I purge all this out, I'll get to another place. Right, right. You know, where I'm, it's not that, but... So it's interesting. So I'm excited to see what happens just because I love music. Yeah. And with the stuff that I do, I kind of look at it like it's not me. Yeah, yeah, music, yeah. You know, yeah. try to step back and look. So I'm excited to see what this, you know, comes out. Because I feel like I'm kind of used to what I've done in the past. Like, yeah. oh, this is what yeah. I sound like. And so all this new stuff's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm excited to uh, to check out some of the newer stuff, and I'm excited to work with you. Yeah, it's, uh, yes. I don't I don't have uh, an official announcement of details yet, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think it's worth mentioning to the listeners that um, in in the midst of your recovery, you mm-hmm. and I started working on a project. That's well, more you you were uh, we, we were talking sure. through the process, yeah, and yeah. then um, gosh, how how many song ideas? Oof. 17 was yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. I think I think we we said we were going to start with I think 10 or yeah. 12 and, and then I just skyrocketed and stop at 5 and then I yeah, I think we're up to 17 but I feel like I think there's actually 20. There probably is. I think there are 3 that have duplicate numbers. That is true. And so we need to sort through what those are. We do that cuz we we need to choose the fuck cuz I'm really excited about the project and I uh that was one of the reasons why I wanted to sit down with you. Not even necessarily to talk about it, but just for yeah. us to get some face time yeah. together before I start writing in earnest yeah. my my portion. Well, we'll, have, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> you can't give too much away. You know? No, we really can't. If, and, if we talk about it anymore, we'll have to start charging for the podcast. Yeah, boy. Some lighter stuff, maybe even a little rapid fire, but take your time on the uh, sure. answers if you need. Okay. We were talking about tacos. Tell us about your favorite kind of tacos or... You know, wow. Well, I'm from Texas, so I love yeah. Tex-Mex. My favorite taco is just a old, just a plain old crispy ground beef taco. All right. Crispy shell, ground beef, lettuce, yeah. tomato, cheese, and some good salsa. Now, my my friends that are more highbrow with their tacos, they're like, <laughs> oh, that's that's whatever. But yeah. I love a good taco. And in LA, it's hard to find ground beef crispy tacos. Oh yeah. But if you're ever in LA. Rick's, Rick's off the five here, okay. not too far from us here, in L.A. downtown yeah. L.A. Yeah, um, has great ground beef tacos. So ground beef tacos, uh, it's a great, great taco. It's my favorite ground beef taco. I was telling you my love for Tito's tacos. Yes, uh, not ground beef, it's shredded beef. Shredded beef, yeah. Uh, but it is a crispy taco it's and a crispy taco. Probably. Um, my listeners would be surprised to hear me advocate a crispy taco, mm. but I think there's a place for all tacos, honestly. And well, yeah, if I it's mean, done right, it's incredible. Not one taco is alike, you know. There's, right? <laughs> you can't discriminate against the taco. Yeah. Who who needs the uh, phrase? You know, unique snowflakes. We, we unique tacos. I mean, come on now. What's updated? That's <laughs> no taco is alike, you know. I'm all for diversity in the taco. I had a beer tonight. I had a I had an IPA, um, tropical IPA. I don't remember who brewed it. I forgot to check in on tap. It was me. You did. I spent all day in overalls, <laughs> and I don't know what they even do. Well, what I can't. Uh, you didn't have a beer though. But what what do you if you do drink beer? When what do you usually drink? Um, you know, I'm not really a beer guy. Okay. Um, what is your drink? You know, this is gonna sound really. Uh, 
really weird. People might think of me differently. Okay. But I've really been on a pina colada kick lately. Really? Yeah. I mean, what, what am I, a 14-year-old boy? <laughs> right? Pina coladas. Uh, I, you know, I really don't drink much anymore. Okay. I was a big drinker in my 20s. Okay. And uh, a bottle of Jameson, I, I, I could kill in one, one setting on my, yeah. my own and be completely normal. Yeah. And be fun. Wow. Or not normal, depending on who you ask. Sure, sure. Um, but you were functional. I was, yeah, I was functional. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, I've laid off a lot. I'm just yeah, kind of, I guess, just kind of over it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll still have a drink uh, every now and then, you know, and go out, but um, w less uh, like the touring days when you're just, sure, you know, sure. motley crewing it, drinking, you know, like ruining your liver. But I do, <laughs> I, I, I will have a drink uh, every now and then when we go out. But just for some reason, I've just been on this fruity, islandy type of. What, what, what is it that gets you excited about that? I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I just like coconut. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that, that's that's fine. I mean, my dad. Uh, I don't know if he's doing this anymore. Yeah, I think he is. He likes. Uh, he's a Harley rider. Okay. And when they go on Harleys, they drink out of red solo cups a lot of times. Okay. Uh, and so a while back, a couple of years ago, he started just drinking red solo cups at home. Doesn't matter what's in it. Just it just creates a mindset and a feeling for it. Sure, brings them back. Yeah. So I, I wondered if maybe your pina colada was a little bit like that. Just maybe. Feels like I, being on vacation or something. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I just need <laughs> a vacation. Maybe that's a sign. I need to go somewhere and have a pina colada on, on a beach someplace. <laughs> yeah, you, you, might, you might ought to do that. Come out to Florida. You yeah, know, you know, it's been, it's been a while. Well, so what, uh, what are your socials that people can... Can check out. Um, I am on. Oh, everybody. Olivia. Uh -huh. Olivia is here. Olivia Chug is famous. She's been on some. Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> Write a song for you. Olivia. <laughs> um. It, oh, you were singing. Oh, you got it. You were there, kind of. <laughs> Just sing along. Um, Instagram Peter Daly. P E T E R, D A I L Y. Um. And then just the website, PeterDaily.com, P-E-T-E-R, okay. and then the dash, ah, D-A-I-L-Y.com. Okay. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, go up there. There are music there. I'm on Spotify. You know, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're on all the things. Right? All, of, uh, and the all of the hip things that the kids are into today. Very nice. Um, Spotify, Apple, you know. Very cool. Pears. Yeah, ch check out Peter Daily. uh at those places, you can also check out uh, Royal Ruckus is at Royal Ruckus or at Royal Ruckus Official, depending oh. on which social media network. Uh, well, I appreciate you being on, but there is one last question. I didn't prepare you for this. Okay, here it comes. Uh, what is, to you, the greatest rap song of all time? That's like, uh, man, that's like saying, what's your favorite Beatles record? Got all of them? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see, favorite hip hop song. Woo! Um, well, I think it's hard for me to say my favorite hip hop song of all time. So I'm going to be political with my answer. Not, not with my answer, but be political with my approach to the question. Sure, sure. Probably my favorite hip hop group is The Tribe Called Quest. Easily. I'm with you on that. It's just, you know. Um, a war tour. 
yeah. I mean, that's, you know, classic to me. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's like Blackbird of the Beatles. It's, to me, it's like yeah. that, you know, it's a yeah. classic song. Also, another really, another favorite of mine, Gangstar, you know my steeds. Oh, yeah. He rips so it good. on that. I yeah. mean, his, his rhymes on that are just dope. Yeah. He's like, uh, what does he say? He says, uh... Or it gets tragic like the havoc of a nuclear bomb. Then I grab your palm. No pulse, you're gone. And if you thought we lose our niche in this rap sh you way wrong. I stay up, I stay on. Shine bright like neon. Your song's pathetic. Synthetic like rayon. Fat beats they play on. One dope rhyme, put me on. Word is bomb. You know my steez. It's just, it's just dope, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that, I mean, you know, De La Soul, I mean, there's so many, you know, there Paul's Boutique, that whole record, Beastie oh, incredible. Boys. Incredible. I mean, Busta Rhymes. Yeah. You know, like there were so, uh, some of course, Jay Dilla. And well, which, which, which one do we need to settle on to play? Because I actually... Oh, I'm going to say it on a war tour. War tour. Yeah. Do you remember where you were when you first heard that or anything? I was in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my brother, you know, being in the hip hop scene and stuff yeah. played it you know I was turned on to it by, by him okay. I just remember uh, hearing it you know just bumping it in the car I was like oh man this is the best thing I've ever heard it was like they were having sex with my ears right yeah, not like literally you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be kind of weird yeah that would, that would uh, and I'm not really into that but music, yeah if I ever met Q-Tip I would not want him in my ear in my ear no, like that no, no. I get you. Uh, but no, just the music was, you know, it was just great. You know, it's just that when that yeah. song comes on, it's like, oh man, oh. it's so good. The beat, just the production, it's just dope. Man, I'm gonna listen to that record on the on the way to San Diego tonight. Yes. You, just, you just gave me the soundtrack. There the you next go. Hour. And you can eat those enchiladas too. That's right. Put a glove on. I like to put a glove on, a rubber glove. When you drive. When I drive and eat food, I just with my hand. Is this real? No, I'm just kidding. Because that's a kind of brilliant idea. I don't drive, so it's. Oh. There you go. There you go. Well, dude, thanks for being on. Thank uh, you, man. Thanks for coming out and hanging and having yeah, dinner. And, it yeah. was so good to sit down and have a bite to eat and yeah. actually get a chance to talk about some of these things. Absolutely. This has been Bruce Beards and Shipwrecks. Uh, once again, I'm Jamie Bennett from Royal Ruckus. I guess I'm supposed to say Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus. I gotta, I gotta get my shit together. Your station. Uh, and I'm here with Peter Daly. And you are about to listen to a tribe called Quest uh, Award Tour. Get Makes me laugh when my track record's longer than a DC-20 aircraft. So next time that you think you want something
years. Yes. 